Hello and welcome to Two Defeats from a Crisis, the review show on Saturday at three. My name's Andrew and I'm joined tonight by two of my very favourite podders. First of all, Kenny, how you doing, man? I'm good, Andrew. Hope you're well, mate. I'm all good here, man. And uh, also one of my other very favourite podders, Tom. How are you, buddy? I'm all good. We're, we're getting good at this winning thing, so you know. Put us in a better mood. <laughs> Uh, it's making my weekends much less stressful, Tom. I can tell you that for sure. So, yeah, uh, obviously we are talking about Rangers 2-0 victory over Livingston. Uh, I think a game that potentially could have been a banana skin, albeit against a team we've beat 4-0 twice so far this season. I think in the end, you know, game being done, Livingston never really presented a, a real threat. They had one shot on target the entire game. Um, all in all, I think a comfortable victory, Kenny. Yeah, it was on a, a pitch that every time I see it gets worse. Um, it, it's just appalling, isn't it? Uh, no, noticed all the way through the game that any any ball laid up to the edge of the box, somebody tried to hit, it just bobbled everywhere and you can't shoot on that pitch anymore. It's, it's, it, needs, it needs bend, Andrew, it's terrible. But we were yeah. very comfortable, so it was good. It was something that Big Phil talked about in the build-up to the game, which I think is probably the right time to do it. Um, talked up the um, the idea of you know the top leagues across the world, certainly in Europe, don't use plastic pictures. Um, he just said it's not something that that is done. Um, he did also point out that it wasn't going to be used as an excuse. It wasn't going to be you know a reason for them not to perform. They knew they had to perform on it. They got the facilities back home, but again, it's highlighting those things like. Scottish football's obviously odd and weird, but pointing out the ways in which it could be more professional, I think it's something that Big Phil is being quietly effective at in terms of pointing that out. So that was uh, good to hear from him. Yeah, it was. Um, look, it is one of those things that you just have to deal with it, don't you? But And we all know <clears throat> excuse me, how difficult it it can be over there. But yeah, it was a good professional job. Well done. On, as I say, a, an absolute abomination of a, a surface, to be honest. Yeah, it wasn't the only kind of uh, hurdle we'd have to get past uh, in this game as well, Tom. Uh, we had, uh, I think, a number of issues with the officiating, with with VAR in general. But to, to come through all of that and still get the 2-0 is, um, is probably a good thing. But we'll get right into the, uh, the game itself. Um, and yeah, as I said, 14 minutes in, Goldson has the ball in the back of the net. Uh, it's ruled out after a VAR decision. Dessers is offside, uh, which is becoming a theme. But at least at least for this one, Tom, I mean, I don't think anyone had too many complaints about this one. No, no. that you, Not even with, with my bluest of blue-tinted specs on could I ever <laughs> suggest that, you know, it was anything other than, a, than, the, right, than the right decision. So, yeah, we'll, we'll start off with a, with a positive, you know, the referee's VAR team got that one right. <laughs> it might be the last one they did, but yeah. Um, I'll, I'll stay with you, Tom, then. Um, we'll go on to the second kind of big moment. 23 minutes, Ros McCosland, um, who started this game. In fact, Tom, let me go back. Let's do this bit first. Let's talk about the lineups, which I failed to do. <laughs> I did wonder if we are going to mention the, t- the team I selection. think we might as well, right? You know, <laughs> never let it be said that we're unorganised or unprofessional on this podcast. No, sir. 
So, Rangers lined up with Jack Butland in goals, James Tavernier, Goldson, Balogun back into the side, and Borna Barisic at left-back. Uh, those two regular holding midfielders of Jack and Lundstrom. Uh, in the attacking midfield slots, we had McCausland, Lawrence getting his first start, I think, this season, and Seema, and then uh, Dessas up top. So, Tom, I'll stay with you for this one, but, um, you know, happy with the lineup? Any uh, Any questions or queries in regards to it? Well, yeah, I mean, McCausland starting was a pleasant surprise, I think, mm-hmm. was it was the best way to describe it. You know, I think I'd said in the group chat, there was talk, you know, we'd seen Fabrizio Romano put a tweet out saying Reigns are looking at tying him down on a long deal. I was like, well, that's mm-hmm. well, well and good, but if we want to keep the kid, we've got to start playing him. Yeah. And, it, you know, it was, it was good to see that, you know, clearly Phil has an in on our group chat. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, gave, gave him a start. Um Apart from that, yeah, Des is up front. Again, we've got, you know, we're playing, you know, Livy. Are they bottom of the league away? Uh, they were at the time if we were they, playing them, yeah. Yeah. You know, if they, if 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 we need, you know, our, our six million star man to beat them, we've got problems. So that's the kind of game you want to start using your squad. And yeah, he's, he's getting a small tune out of Dester. So yeah, um, right right decision to start him. And yeah, yeah uh, they, they were my big two yeah, and Tom Lawrence coming back in as well, which is good to see, because I think um, based off the performance that we got from him, I, I think if we can keep him fit, which is always the big uh, big asterisk, it will be um, really good to see if he can stake a place in that too. Uh, that, that famous Rangers phrase, if we Indeed. can keep them fit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kenny, I'll come to you briefly as well, just on the lineup. Um, pleased with that? Um, you know, Feel like uh, Ben Davis was hard done by losing out to to Balogun, or or just kind of comfortably happy with the team lineup. No, I was quite happy with it to be honest. Um, even Des, I was expecting him to come in. Um, <clears throat> I just thought that you know after the exertions on Thursday night, he was always going to make a few changes and rotate a little bit. Um, and I thought Lawrence had a cracking game. I thought McCausland did reasonably, you know, pretty well. Um, Mm -hmm. Balligan was all right. Uh, Apart from the fact he's made of chocolate and every time he gets touched, he's in absolute (laughs) agony. Um, But yeah, I was quite happy with it, Andrew. I've got to be honest. I expected a few changes and we got them, didn't we? So yeah, Mm -hmm. I was quite happy with it. Good stuff. Okay. Now let's. I'm not going to edit that, so that's just going to go in where it went in there. So if if you want everyone at home listening, just pretend that I said that before we started talking about the game. Um, Tom, I'll come back to you then. Ross McCosland makes the run forwards um, and gets uh, gets wiped out. I, I think there there was a lot of debate around this. Obviously, Rangers get a penalty, so Tom, of course, there's going to be a debate about it. But I think it's fair to say he goes down a little easily here. But, I mean, is it a pen for you or not? 100% yes. 100% yes, penalty. It was soft. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to come across very hypocritical if it was given at the other end. I'd be raging. <laughs> yeah. However, <laughs> a penalty, it, it, you know, con- there was contact. You know, I think we were, we were lucky on television. We've seen about 17 replays because, you know, Rangers mm-hmm. never get a, 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 a normal decision. And, you know, the replay from behind the goal showed conclusively that contact was made. Yeah. So, to me, it was a penalty. Yeah, I think as soon as the keeper's making contact with anything that's not the ball first in in that area, then that it's going to be the referee's got a decision to make, as they like to say. So, um, I, th- I think uh, to uh, 
maybe allay suspicions of the, you know that dastardly masonic conspiracy there tom to have um uncharacteristically shoots this one directly into the stanchion to the right of the uh, goal and misses which um which is unusual but um we uh, we had a little spirited debate about this in the group chat during the game and um tav's got a penalty record of something like 82 percent uh over the course of his career for us um that's a better penalty taking record than lionel messi so you know he's okay I guess probably the only stat in which he's uh, better than Lionel Messi in, but still, <laughs> it's um, still it's, you know it's good to see, right? Um, so it yeah, could, I, I think yeah. it could just be is you know he's, he's had a, a, a couple of good weeks, so he's maybe just missed that shout off for fuck's sake, Tav. He thought you know he's got, <laughs> he just needs that little reminder. He needs that back. He needs that back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, we uh, we didn't have to wait long though to uh, to finally break the deadlock here. Um, Kenny, just a phenomenal pass through from Lawrence. Uh, just splits the defence, goes straight to Dessas. I think everyone still has that little bit of fear when it comes to him, you know, being clinical enough to score. And this one did make us wait as well because it takes a bobble. It crawls over the line. that The keeper can't get back to it in time. 26 minutes in and uh, we're 1-0 up. Yeah, we are. And to be fair to Dessas, it's a cracking run. Uh, and he, he makes... Lawrence is mined up for him. Lawrence sees the space and, and there's a, there is a gap and Dessers runs into it. Um, a brilliant ball from Lawrence. Great weight on it. He, all he's got to do is run onto it, hasn't he? Um, not the greatest of finishes, but uh, <laughs> but he gets there. Um, and listen, uh, it was nothing more than Rangers deserved at the time. I thought we, we had started reasonably well. Uh, we're but well worth the lead at that point. Uh, you know, obviously, you, you know, we've talked about the penalty. I didn't think it was a penalty, actually. Um, but that's just me being a little bit argumentative with Tom. <laughs> I just think it's... Uh, um, I think the boy's on his way down before there is any contact. I wouldn't have given it. But listen, the referee looked at it and Val looked at it. And there is contact. There's definite contact. So, yeah. yeah. Who cares? Uh, all, all the more for the yahoos to get angry about, isn't it? But um, <laughs> honestly, I thought Lawrence had a great game. That was a brilliant ball. So, yeah, delighted to get the the lead and get it. You know, when we deserved it, because it, that you know, we as we all know, that pitch is such that the longer the game goes on, the more nervy you get, don't you? So, I was delighted. Yeah, we've um, we've been hurt before, so um, I think. Uh... You know, any kind of situation where we start getting a bit antsy as uh, as we fail to break the deadlock, getting that goal relatively early on, uh, obviously stood us in good stead. Uh, McCosland continued to, I think, to have a really good impact throughout this game, Tom. Um, he does get himself forward. He does get the ball in the back of the net on the 44th minute. However, after a VAR review, it's ruled out. Now, we talked about this briefly um, before we came on air, uh, and... I think it is quite harsh because there's, in the build-up to this, a foul on Seema, then Seema fouls a Livingston player, then eventually, about a minute later, McCausland gets onto the end of the ball and puts it away with a cracking finish. Eventually it was ruled out because, I believe, the foul by Seema, but my understanding of the rules, and hell, I mean, I'm only an unemployed podcaster, so what do I know? But <laughs> according to top-flight referees in Scotland... 
Um, you don't bring it back to the start of the phase of play. You bring it back to like around the middle, I guess, where you can rule it out for Rangers. But what did you make of that one, mate? I still don't know where they're seeing the foul. You know, it was mm-hmm. there was a you know there was a you know there was manhandling on on both players, so Seema and the Livingston defender. Mm-hmm. So it's either a goal or you know or it's a it's a free kick to them or it's a penalty. Yeah. If, and if that's the case, then you we're, we're going to see 27 penalties every match, regardless, <laughs> regardless of who's playing. As soon as you get, you know, as soon as they're coming to go in the penalty area, you're going to give a penalty or there's going to be a goal. It was just, it, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a bit confused as to why it wasn't given, but yeah, Kenny, good old Scottish referees again. <laughs> well, quite. Uh, Kenny, what did you make of it, mate? Uh, listen, the goal should stand. There's no no doubt about it. If you're going to if you're going to look for fouls, then that's fine. But you need to be aware that as Seema is fouling the the guy, and that's if it is a foul, right? But if he's fouling the Livingston player, there's a boy at the back of him with a handful of his shirt. Um, and as far as I'm aware, that's not allowed. You know, it's, I don't, I don't I think that's so, a no, foul too. Uh, is that not a foul as well? So mm-hmm. for me, the goal should stand. Is to personally, it, the goal should stand that it's a penalty kick to Rangers. It's one or the other. Um, but listen, nothing surprises me with Scottish <laughs> Scottish referees and Scottish VAR. It's a farce. Mm-hmm. It's an absolute joke at the minute. And uh, as soon as I seen it, I said they'll chalk this off. Yeah. Um, but when you actually have a proper look, as you say. If they want to, if they want to actually look at uh, preceding incidents in th- that phase, then the first initial foul is on Seema. So for mm-hmm. me, the goal should just stand. They just don't say right, it's six of one, half a dozen of the, of the other. Mm-hmm. Give the goal. But no, yeah. it's too easy for Scottish football to do that. So. Oh yeah, I mean honestly, Kenny, you can bring it back for a penalty. Conspiracy cries would never stop. Well, that would be three in the one game for us. <laughs> honestly, I still wouldn't be the best one that we've ever had. I remember that St Mirren game where we got something like four or five in one in the one game. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> so you know, the, the Clyde would would overflow with Celtic <laughs> supporters' tears mm. if we get three penalties in the one game. So the referees aren't going to do that either. So. It is what no, it is. For, for the good of all the Scottish support out there. Yeah. Um, so just before the uh, the break, Livingston got their one and only shot on target. Uh, there's a curling shot in. Jack Butland, I think, makes a relatively comfortable save. This is pretty much all he had to do throughout the game, Tom. But uh, again, he's just keeping everything nice and calm back there. Yeah, he's he's just great. You know, growing from strength to strength is that the confidence. We as fans and and the, the defence must have now is is staggering, mm-hmm. and you know long may it continue. And you some you know we do have to sometimes we do have to think and think how did we end up with him? Mm-hmm. Why did you know why did you know that even you know Championship club in England take a punt or you know lower Premier League say he's English but you know we can throw a bit of money at this lad. Mm-hmm. I'm bloody glad they didn't go. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, it's yeah. easy to forget, but we got him for free, uh, which is, you know, continues our run of not ever spending money on goalkeepers, you know, <laughs> and somehow coming up with really good ones as well. Never forget, lads, he, he knocked back a, a contract from, with Man United to come up here. That that in itself mm. shows that uh, a commitment that the guy wants to be here and 
the whole family's up as well. He's got his wife and he, mm-hmm. I think he's got three kids. And they've all, you know, moved up lock, stock and barrel. So, listen, fair play to that man. He has been by far and away our best signing of the year. So, tremendous. Yeah, I mean, I think it's something that, you know, probably unfortunately doesn't go on as much as we'd like, which is player probably turns down more money um, to sit on the bench, which is likely what he would have been doing at Man U for the most part. Like, let's be honest. Um, he's turned that down and come up to Scotland because he wants to play games. He And he's so far, he's played pretty much every single game for us. Um, and he's been doing really well. As you say, Kenny, he's also made that commitment in terms of bringing his family up. So, yeah, honestly, I mean, still my player of the season so far because of everything that he's done and how consistent he's been throughout the course of this season. So, Really good to see. And yeah, that was uh, that was the last time I think he'd have any kind of serious workout in that first half. So we go in at halftime, 1-0 up. Uh, things are relatively comfortable. Probably could be further ahead as well, given you know the opportunities that we've had, the, the penalty, the, the three times that we've had the ball on the back of net and the fact that two of them have been chopped off. But, you know, things are looking relatively comfortable. And I think we probably started that second half in, in a way that reflected that didn't really do too much in terms of, you know, getting really aggressive and attacking, kept possession quite a lot by the time. Um, but eventually we get to the 75th minute and um, th- this this happened at an odd time. So there, there was a VAR review that was going on in the background. It starts after, a I think, a free kick into their box in the 73rd minute. We don't realise until about a minute and a half later that this VAR review is going on because suddenly play stopped and Rangers are given a penalty. Now, I had absolutely, no, I was watching this on TV, had absolutely no clue what this was being given for. But when they do bring it back and they do show the replay, Devlin leaps up and handballs fairly blatantly in the box. Um, it's clear as day, uh, Tom, once it's slowed down. But I think it's a, it's a fairly cut and dry penalty for Rangers at this point. Yeah, I was I was the same as yourself. I couldn't work out what it was, put, you know, what they could potentially be looking at. And then, yeah, so they put the replay on, and yeah, it's, it's clear as day. And you know, even the most ardent Celtic supporting referee would give, you know, would have to give that as a penalty. You know, it was it was yeah, Stonewall, I mean, absolute blatant. You'd hope so, Tom, but let's 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 well, not that, make I mean, any even, even Chris, I mean, even Chris Sutton had no had no excuse for it. So you know, that that speaks volumes for me. That's true. He's not a complete idiot, unlike um, <laughs> other Scottish pundits that we could get into, some of whom may be nominees for Pie of the Week later on. <laughs> but, yes. Um, and, yeah, I mean, that that was, I think, pretty much it in terms of the, the action points. We um, obviously rang the subs after that second goal went in. We were looking very comfortable. I don't think we were ever really under any kind of threat. Um, we saw the introduction of both Lammers and Campwell. Uh, Danilo had come on early for Dessas as well. And then right towards the end, Sefuentes and Yilmaz come on for Jack and Seema. So getting plenty of minutes into the legs for, for some of the players. And given that we will uh, obviously lose one or two of these guys over the international break, it's good to see that we're starting to get some more minutes into, you know, I guess some of the more fringe players because... I didn't expect Tom Lawrence to to go as long as he did there, Kenny, but it went to 78 minutes. And I think that's that probably reflects quite well in terms of what we can hope for in terms of his fitness going forward. Oh, yeah, I certainly hope so. Uh, I just want that boy to get um, <clears throat> fully fit and get a run in that team because he is a very, very good player. Uh, I thought he was probably uh, our 
best player on the day on Sunday. I th- I th- certainly most creative. Um, yep, it, it's mm-hmm. fantastic to see. It was the same with, uh, you know, talking about the way that he's, he's given, you know, Clement is given players minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it's great to see the way he has managed Cantwell and getting him back up to full speed and stuff like that as well. Um, and he's been really cute with this. Um, with Lawrence, you know, gave him what was it, ten fifteen minutes at the start. Then it's, you know, a wee bit longer. And now he's he's given him a, almost a full game. And it was, I mean, I thought he was tiring quite badly in the last ten minutes that he was on. But um, mm-hmm. yep, I thought he was. It'll work wonders for the legs, put it that way, that getting those minutes into them. So, yeah, and I thought he had a cracking game. I really did. Yeah. No, I yep. completely agree with that. I think if I'm picking out a man of the match, it's probably it probably is Big Tom. Um, big fan of, uh, of everything that he did during that game. And, yeah, I think it's clear. He's still not fully fit yet, but if you if you listen to Philippe, then uh, I don't think any of our players are, are fully fit, or at least as fully fit as he would like. So, in terms of the post-match comments... Um, Obviously, there was a lot of debate about VAR, and I think um, because of that, we are going to try and have a little show talking about the positives, negatives, merits, and uh, pitfalls of VAR. Uh, I think we are likely to record that later in the week, so hopefully we'll have that out for you as the next pod in the feed. But in terms of uh, Big Phil's opinions on it, he said that VAR was very important for him. He said there are less mistakes. In general, the game is more honest, so I'm a huge favourite of VAR. So he, at least, is is a fan of it. He also said, we are going to work hard on the international break. There are a lot of things to do in the club. I'm here to work, not to have free time and enjoy life. My life is football. So at least he's got uh, the right approach for, uh, for his break, Tom. You can't fail to be impressed by him can you you know just mm-hmm. I mean the the buzzwords throw I mean and you know albeit it, it could just be saying it but I get the impression he's not you know he's he seems you know that the drive and the desire yeah you, you I said you just can't help but be impressed by it so yeah long may it continue absolutely um and in terms of how this leaves Livingston as well I, they've always been fairly perennial in terms of hanging around the top flight but this is this is maybe starting to look like a season too far they've had new owners come in who have cut the budget um and they've not just they've really not got fit firing so I wouldn't put past anything Martindale because um I think he's proved himself to be an effective manager for that team but uh, it's not looking rosy for them at the moment but then we've seen how quickly things can turn around so yeah it's it's a shame as well you know David Martindale I know I know you know we don't tend to dwell much in the opposition he's had his issues in the past shall we say but he comes across a, a quite a likable guy mm-hmm. you know in, in, in Scottish football and you know it, I, I don't think he's pro us or, or pro any you know pro anybody but yeah you know it comes across you know a, gen, a genuine you know a genuine bloke so yeah it, you know, I'd like I'd like to see some. You know, I'd like to see something. You know, let's see something better for him in the future. I think. Mm-hmm. I also learned during the course of this game that they refer to the derby between Livy and Killy as El Plastico. So it'd be a real <laughs> shame to lose out on that as well. Well, we're going to because <laughs> Killy came out today and said they're getting rid of their plastic pitch. 
Yeah. Um, so that is that is positive news for for Scottish football in general. Um, I still suspect Killy will be an absolute bastard to play against, no matter what. But uh, yeah, at least getting rid of that pitch will be um, will be a positive. Although unfortunately, it's not happening until like the 25, 26 season. So we're going to have to put up with it for a little while longer yet, Tom. Well, we cannot. We can. We can't. But hope both of them get relegated. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Exactly what I was going to say. I hope the two of them get relegated then. These pitches have got to go. They have. I, exactly, yeah. I mean, as um, as we talked about just um, before we started recapping the game, it, it's uh, it's the kind of thing that just isn't present in top-flight Scottish football or in top-flight world football. Um, and, it, and it does just make a nonsense the game where you're having to constantly readjust to what you're playing on. So we can hope. We can hope. Um we shall see how that turns out. So, gents, given that we don't have a game to preview as we're now into the lovely international break, um, I thought what we'd do is uh, just review how things have gone for Big Phil so far, um, your kind of thoughts in general over the over the piece, how you think he's been getting on, where we kind of sit, and uh, what you guys think needs to improve or change going forward. So, just in terms of games played, we've had six. He's won five. He's picked up the sole draw in the game away to Sparta Prague. In general, the amount of goals that we're scoring is up. The amount of goals conceding is down. I think it's fair to say, Kenny, he couldn't have done much more in terms of turning the ship around. No, he's listen, he started at Hibs, uh, at home at Hibs, got a good win, went to, went to Prague, got a, a ropey but ultimately probably deserved draw and from there you know after his first week he's just kept on and but you know we had the hearts game at home where you know with, with the two goals in the last few minutes uh but we didn't play particularly well but i'll tell you what we have kept on big time from there um and you know there's been some cracking performances there but it's the it's the overall when you take the six or seven games into, you know, in, uh, as one, if you like, there's a massive improvement from where we were at the last international break. If you look at the where we were, you know, literally four, four weeks ago, um, where we had no manager and had just come off the back of a, a gubbin off of that Aberdeen side at home, yeah. you, 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 the, the situation... Uh, that he came into to where we are now, it's uh, it's actually boggled my mind a little bit how quickly he's <laughs> managed to turn it around. So you know, so well, it's not just a turnaround. It's actually the progress has been quite staggering, isn't it? it you know, you, we look like a football team again so quickly. It's a quite uh, unusual thing to see that quick. I think that's the the big thing for me, Kenny, is how dramatic the turnaround was because. When we saw how we were, you know, getting humped off of Aris Limassol, it was quite easy to think the se- the season's done at this point. But I, I think, that, as you said, Kenny, the sheer speed by which this has turned around, the fact that we have gone, I mean, from strength to strength, really. Tom, for me, I mean, it's not only a validation of everything that um, Philip Clement has done, but also probably a damning indictment of um, how bad things have got under Michael Beale as well. Yeah, it, it does speak volumes about how, you know, how that how that team just were not performing. Whether that was the manager's lost the dressing room or he was just simply unable to get a performance out of them, 
you know, who knows? And even you know, even some of the some of the comments from the players have been have been quite telling in in that way. But yeah, as Kenny said, I I don't think we could have asked for much more from him. You know, in the space in the space of a month, he's just come in and just yeah, been pretty pretty mind blowing how he's managed to you know get get a tune out of them. I mean, he's even, he's even got he's even got Desters and Lammers scoring. I mean, whatever <laughs> next. <laughs> Miracles may never cease. Absolutely. Um, we um, we've also seen, I think, a big turnaround in terms of how well the fans are taking this team now. Because, like, let's be honest, the the mood had got pretty poisonous amongst the support. You know, we we gone from the the team being booed off um, after games, deservedly so as well. I don't think you can ever lose to Aberdeen and still get applauded off the pitch. Um, but you know, a lot of the trust and a lot of the belief in this team had gone. The fact that we've seen, you know, that almost embrace again of the team and a lot of that I think comes down to seeing that there is some kind of game plan we can see what the manager's trying to do and well not only that we're also getting a clear message from the manager about what he's trying to do you know that there's the idea um I mean Big Phil I don't think has been 100% happy with any of our performances so far um even uh even the Sparta Prague game which we uh which we won you know, relatively easily in the end, uh, 2-1, um, albeit with how uncomfortable it got towards the end of that. He was still, you know, very much, you know, it was only a good 45 minutes. We're, we're looking for another 45 minutes just like that first one. So, Kenny, I think for me, the the encouraging thing is he's he's not resting on his laurels. He's not saying that this, this is good enough. He's saying, no, we've still got higher to go. We've still got more that we can get out of this squad. And Frankly, I mean, we'll need to do that uh, going forward because as much as we might like a, another wholesale change of the squad uh, come January, we, we're not likely to get that. So the more we can get out of these existing players and this existing squad, I think the better. He's certainly shown that I think he can achieve that, some of that. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Uh, but, you, you know, go back to some, something you said earlier there. Uh, he asked, you know, he, he talked about the synergy between the the team and the fans, and he asked the fans to back that team, uh, and that's a that's a fairly easy thing to do, Andrew. But when you, um, he's obviously watched the games and he's been fully aware of uh, the, the lack of support that, that that was there at that particular time, and he keeps he, he kept using and keeps using that word synergy, synergy, synergy. Um, and listen, if it wasn't for the fact that the first couple of, you know, his first interview in RTV and then his first press conference, he came across so well. I think everybody in the support went, all right, that's taken as a surprise a little bit. This guy, uh, you know, I'm not going to pretend I knew lots about him. I'm sure you guys didn't know huge amounts about him either. But he really impressed me immediately, and I thought, well, if he's asking for our help, he's asking for support, then then you give him it and see what he does with it. And he's been fantastic. Um, and you can see, Tom, we were laughing there, but Tom, you've said it yourself. He's even got Lammers and and Dessa scoring, you know. But he's actually getting them playing okay. You know, I'm not saying that they've turned the corner on either of them, but there's been a massive improvement in the pair of them under Clement than there was with Michael Beale. So, listen, uh, more power to him. I, I've, I've fallen in love with the big guy. I think he's just fantastic. Um, and I really like everything he says. I like the way he deals with the media as well. 
uh, where he just doesn't come across as if he's going to take any shit from them whatsoever. So let him get on with the job, as you say, Andrew, behind the scenes and getting uh, improvement out of this squad that we have because there won't be wholesale changes, as you say. There just won't be in January. You'll maybe get two or three in and two or three out and that'll be it. It'll be come the summer where you know, you'll be looking at you know, he'll be assessing that squad and, and probably looking at saying, right, I want five or six out and five or six in, if you know what I mean. So, listen, the way he's improved us as a team, some of the players as individuals, I'm all for him. Uh, but he's got my full backing, Andrew. Yeah, if I can just, sorry, if I can just come in, I think something you, you raised there, Kenny, there's no bullshit with him. You know, he's, there's not there's nothing there that the press could trip him up with. He's not came out giving the big one like, right, we're in the you know we're in the league cup final. We're gonna win that. You know, mm-hmm. we, you know I've got my team playing well. We're gonna we, you know we're gonna start pulling Celtic back in in the league. We're gonna be competitive in this you know in the Scottish Cup. There's none of that, and I you know I'm really impressed by the the way he's he's dealt with the with the media. And yeah, the, yeah so it's, it's you know and yeah long long may that continue. Did you see the press conference he did where Mark Benstead asked him a question? Yeah, um, and the way he dealt with it, you know, and we won't go over it because it's you know, but it was basically him just turning and saying, "Well, you're misconstruing what Graham Sooners is saying, aren't you?" But that's good, and he's just eyeballing the guy, you know, he's just gave him, gave him the eye. I mean, I've got your number, your cards marked with me mm. now, and I, absolutely brilliant. And for a foreign guy coming into a new country, his his grasp of English is absolutely top-notch. So they're not going to pull the wool over his eyes in that sense, I don't think, either. I was going to say, Kenny, I think it's um, it's to his credit that he's, I think, got a handle on the Scottish media footballing bubble, as it were. You know, this, um, this is a goldfish bowl that he's going into. The focus is always on the two big teams, and then everyone else is, is almost, you know, a secondary or tertiary player to the um to the main event so it, it's it's admirable work with how quickly he's kind of picked up on how micro analyzed everything he says and does is going to be and the fact that he's taken that in his stride and, and has adapted to it so well i think really is to his credit it's excellent to see i, I think he's just got this focus as tom said as well that he's just got this focus he's he's the rangers manager he's got a job to do and he doesn't care about all the kind of periphery, all the, the, the BS at the side of it. He's just, I'm here to do a job, and it's to get this team to win titles, to win trophies, and to be successful and to be the best they can be. Um, and he's he, he just comes across, I don't know what you guys think about that, but he just comes across as so driven. He said after the, he was talking to, I watched it back, and he he was talking to Ali McCoyst after the Sparta Prague game, and he said, "I'm just a football freak. Uh, I just watch lots of football and think about football, and that's just kind of what he does. Um, that's kind of what we've needed because the last couple of managers we had, you know, Michael Beale liked to talk, Geo didn't like to talk. This guy just wants to do the job and." not really deal with much else i think it's great to, it's great to see he, he says what he he says what he wants people to hear oh sorry what he says what he wants to say if that yeah. makes sense you know there's no 
I'm going to flower it up. I'm going to dumb it down. I'm going to, I'm not, you know, there's no bombast. It's just, that's what, you know, that's what's in my mind. That's, that's what you're getting. Couldn't agree more, actually. He's just one of those guys that, <coughs> excuse me, he's obviously been very successful in Belgium, but he's been a, he's been a, he's, he's been a, a reasonably successful player. He said he wasn't a great player. He was just one of those kind of guys. But I can't remember exactly, but it's about 40 odd, 50 caps for Belgium. Being a World Cup with Belgium. This guy's, this guy has got a bag full of experience. So, yep. I'm I'm quite excited for the future actually with him. I just hope that he he gets backed in the way that we we hope he can do. Andrew, mm. I think it's worth touching briefly on what our our next kind of run of fixtures look like when we come back from this international break. Fingers crossed, knock on woods that we don't pick up any additional injuries during that period. We then pretty much have an uninterrupted run. Sunday to Wednesday and then Saturday to Thursday all the way through until the 2nd of January. There are some mighty important games in there as well, Tom. You know, we, we've got, you know, the, the last two European group stage games where hopefully we can seal a European knockout football after um, after winter. We have got a League Cup semi-final, sorry, a League Cup final, geez, Um against Aberdeen and uh, oh yes the small matter of the old firm as well at the end of December so there's some there's some big games coming up but I think on the basis of what we've seen so far I think he will have this team right up for those Tom. Yeah 100% you know it's purely based on what we've seen he will have them fired up but that is my only concern is you know the first time we get any sort of poor result turning some of those, you know, managing to get, get a performance out of those players for this far too many have shut the bed under what the last under the, our last three managers when things haven't gone haven't gone their way. So, you know, if he can manage to address that slump, then, you know, his elevation will get that little bit higher as well. Absolutely. Uh, Kenny, your views? Yeah, it's, listen, it's a tough run of fixtures coming up. Uh, I think we've got, um, I think it's 12 games in December, isn't it? I think it's quite mad, or just to the start of January, it's quite mad. I think it's 12 games in 38 days or something like that. It's it's kind of bonkers. Uh, and a lot of them are away from home and a lot of them are tough games. Um, but look, um, let's not kid ourselves on here. Rangers have got a squad of players that, that certainly in domestic football, we should be able to go anywhere um, and, and perform and get a result anywhere. So... My, this is my take on it, you know, and, and I think you can't read too much into the future, obviously, but see if we can maintain this gap at, at five points or cut it at all in any way leading up to the Celtic game away from home. If we don't lose there, this, this league's on, Andrew. Um, I think I've got to say, I'm going to be that guy, I'm going to say it's eight points at the moment. Yeah, we've got a game. We've got a game in hand. So let's let's, yeah, let's, let's, let's the, say eight. It's okay, a Johnson yeah. <laughs> you are that guy. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right. Um, but it, it's true that if we can keep that gap uh, as it was, and even if we don't lose at Celtic Park, that's that's the key for me is to go there and perform, regardless to whether we win or draw. We can't lose. We know that, but. Go and perform and give them a, a something. Well, put it as we give them something to think about. Um, 
and then the, the, the you know the, the reverse fixtures come again, and we've got all these uh, dif- difficult opponents at home again, and then you you come to a split. So I'm not getting carried away. I'm not you know, and I know it's you know all hypothetical here, but the point I'm making is that we have a squad of players that should be good enough um, to compete all the way through December, regardless the amount of games. The the key is as Philip Clement keeps saying, getting these players fully fit and back from injury. That's what we need to do. And if we can do that, which we haven't been able to do for two years, if you think about it, week in, week out, for two mm. years, we have done nothing but contend with multiple injuries on a weekly basis. So if we can get that fixed, we have a very decent squad of players and I would be happy uh, going into any run of fixtures. So, yeah, Andrew, I'm havering. But you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm just looking at the, this run of fixtures that you mentioned. And it is a tough run of fixtures. There's no getting away from yeah. it. But I'm, I fancy us to compete, put it that way. Well, let's say, you know, it, it could very well define the season because we could get to the end of, well, we get to January 2nd and have closed the gap on Celtic, have a League Cup in the trophy cabinet and, uh, you know, be in Europa League football post-winter. Uh, on the other side, we could have none of those things and we could have widened the gap and come out of Europe and, yeah, all, all those bad things. So... I know it's unusual for, for the general tone of this podcast on occasion, but I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with the positives myself for now, and uh, we'll say you know feel relatively confident. I, I guess on the basis of what we've seen so far, all the caveats in the world, you know, limited, you know, sample size of games, all of that jazz. But at the moment, I'm quietly optimistic. Um, I think along with you, Tom. So we shall see. Even though the gap is eight points, and you know we've still got to close that. <laughs> Well, think, all that jazz, you know. I genuinely think the League Cup is crucial. Yeah, the yeah. you know the, the the lift the 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 boost that end the the team will get if we can you know if we can get that that trophy secured the first bit of silverware you know the season secured the the boost they will get coming into you know the tough run of feet leading up to leading up to Celtic at Parkhead mm-hmm. will be massive and you know I I don't think we can you know sort of underestimate that at all. I agree with that, Tom, but I still think the pair of your pair of pedants for this eight-point thing. <laughs> <laughs> Tom, you know, we're podcasters. We've got to be pedantic about some stuff. <laughs> Otherwise, we wouldn't have any content, you know. <laughs> so, if you've enjoyed our pedantry, um, we encourage you to check out the podcast uh, on all the various platforms that you can get it. Uh, we're on Apple Podcasts, we're on Amazon Music, Spotify, Pretty much everywhere you can get a podcast will be there. We're also across pretty much every social media going as well. TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, threads, Twitter. Um, yeah, we're all over the shop. So um, we encourage you to follow, share, like, subscribe, all of that good stuff that we always tell you to do because it helps grow the podcast. It helps um, helps us keep doing the things that we do. And uh, it tells us that you guys uh, are enjoying what we're doing as well. So um, we encourage you to continue doing that. 
we would also encourage you to check out our lovely sponsors pi sports uh all the details are in the description below but you can get 10 percent off of any purchase of pies by using our sponsor code uh just use sat at three that's s-a-t at symbol and then the number three you can get 10 percent off of any of their lovely wares we encourage you to do so myself and tom have both personally sampled them and uh we can vouch for them um not so much the courier service there tom but we can definitely vouch for the uh quality of the pies themselves oh yes that's i had that for my dinner tonight actually it was oh, pretty nice. lovely it was very nice hey, look at that we didn't even plan that guys that's just <laughs> you know that's just how synergy works baby um so yes we encourage you to check those out we also encourage you to submit your pies of the week so Basically, we've got an ongoing competition. We want you to submit your biggest idiots from around Scottish football. As we said earlier, there is no shortage of them. There are plenty to be had. So I encourage you to get those nominations in. As I said on the last podcast, I think what we'll be doing is at the end of this month, we will be naming two different competition winners because we still owe you guys one from October. So there are two winners up for grabs there. If you win the competition, you are going to get free slabber pies off of Pie Sports. So, hey, we encourage you to get your submissions in because that's free pies. And who doesn't love some free pies? Um, plus, they're really good as well. So get on it. It makes us look good as well and makes uh, Pie Sports think that we're some kind of competent operation as opposed to, you know, a couple of yahoos futzing around on Skype on a Monday evening. So mm -hmm. please, please do uh, do that because uh, it helps us out and it will help you guys out as well because we can keep doing this thing that we love. So. I think all that's left me to do now is to thank my two lovely co-hosts. So, first of all, Kenny, mate. Um, it's always a pleasure to chat Rangers with you, especially as we keep on winning. So, uh, thank you, mate. Not at all, Andrew. Thanks for having me on. I enjoyed that. And cheers, Tom. That was good. Good fun lovely stuff. Excellent, man. And, uh, yep, yeah, as you say, uh, thank you to Tom as well, man. appreciate you coming on. No worries. Thanks, thanks both of you. Just got to keep keep riding this wave of positivity. It's, it's great. <laughs> we'll see. It's all going to go downhill the second we get back. But, you know, we can keep enjoying it for now, at least. <laughs> Alrighty. So, again, uh, I want to thank everyone for listening. We do appreciate it. Please let us know any thoughts, feedbacks. Feedback to us uh, anywhere you know how. All our contact details and our socials are in the description below. Um, as I said, we should be back later on this week with a pod, uh, I think, debating VAR. Um, I'm not sure where the boys are going to fall on that one. I'm not sure we've actually got anyone who's going to be advocating for VAR wholeheartedly, but we shall see how we line up. Uh, in the meantime, it's as ever a pleasure talking to you guys. And until then, bye for now. <laughs>